Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. So glad you're with us. We're going to do things a little different today. I'm going to answer some questions that I've been getting from many of you listeners and so grateful that you tune in every week to Equipped to Be. I hope you listened to last week's episode of Resilient Kids and just what we have to do. I had a guest on the program, Dr. Kathy Cook, and we talked about resiliency and how to raise kids to be resilient. You know, there is so much upheaval going on in the culture, in your neighborhood, in your school, in your home, in the marketplace, and in culture in general. And it's taking a toll. I get so many questions from you. And if you did listen to that resiliency, so we're going to kind of pick up because that was such an important topic. And many of you know, I live in Florida and recently we were hit by a massive hurricane. Basically, it was a once in a 500 year type of hurricane and it absolutely decimated many areas of Florida. And I know a lot of you listeners are from around the world. So our little state of Florida may seem not a big deal to you, but just kind of thinking in relation to where Walt Disney World is. The entire state was impacted, and I thought how timely it was to have a topic on resiliency, knowing that, you know, the whole state, region, kids, livelihoods, businesses, you know, uh, some homes were damaged, some weren't, and why does this matter? It matters because your kids are feeling the brunt of all of this, and you are. You're feeling stressed. So one of the questions that I ask quite frequently is, how is stress, all the stress, the rising prices, the economic changes, the uncertainty, the fear, you know, just straight up. And uh, I will in the show notes kind of list a couple of our top episodes, especially when it comes to fear and some topics that will help you. But, you know, stress impacts your parenting. It impacts your mental, emotional well-being. It impacts the way you parent. You may want to be gentle and kind in your responses, but when you're under stress and hardship and tension and just so much uncertainty, instead of a gentle response, you may end up snapping, not answering your kids, getting more irritated at the little things they do that one day you might laugh at, but the next day you wouldn't. And For all of you that are dealing with some manner of stress, and I'm going to just say uh, a new report just kind of came out, 80% of families are dealing with some form of stress, anxiety, mental health situations going on in their home. So first off, you're not alone. You're not alone. And if you look at the bookshelves, there's so many books being released about dealing with grief and loss and turmoil and the shifting culture and trying to figure out how to parent your children and how to keep your marriage together and uh, how to keep life together, how to keep yourself together. So a couple points 
as it relates to stress. And that's one of the questions I'm frequently asked. So I'm, I'm just going to be answering several of your questions that I get asked often from listeners. And by the way, if you have questions on any of the topics that we've covered, shoot an email over. I'll have the email address over in the show notes. Obviously, you can do contact at ConnieAubers.com and we'd love to hear your feedback and any questions that you might have. How can we pray for you? So as it relates to distress impact your parenting, absolutely. If you think that it's not, or if you feel like you're a failure because stress has impacted the way you think, the way you feel, the way you behave, the way you process things around you, maybe you're not as happy as you once were, take a deep breath and just realize you're not alone. Secondly, pray. Pray for yourself. Pray that you would be able to get yourself in a place controlling your thoughts, taking them captive, trying to focus on what is good, what is right in a situation. There's lots that is wrong, but by trying to reframe how you think, what you tell yourself, how you view a situation in your life, uh, like here in Florida, you know, people have lost everything. I know many people that their homes were flooded and they lost pretty much everything. That's a pretty big stress factor. And maybe you don't have that. Uh, you have other things in your neighborhoods, in your schools, in your communities. But you got to remember you're not alone. You got to remember you've got to pray. You have to pray and ask the Lord to help you See through a biblical lens, how does God want you to process it? Not always. Some people used to believe, and I think some people probably still believe that if bad things happen, it must be the, the devil. And if good things happen, it must be God. Life is just hard. It can be real hard. And not everything bad happens is because the devil is trying to derail you. Yes, that does happen often, but not everything so we don't want to get into that blame game, but we want to be praying. We want to take our thoughts captive. We want to be careful of the narrative. Maybe we don't say things out loud, but we allow ourselves to think. We allow ourselves to dwell. We allow ourselves to fret or worry instead of just saying today is what it is and whatever it is that comes my way. I'm going to turn it over to the Lord. I'm going to trust his provision and trust that he is going to help you, your spouse, your child handle whatever is coming at you. And every time your thoughts go towards the negative or a discouragement, or you start getting anxious, go back and start praying. Next, you want to be in the word of God, even if it's one verse one verse, and you read the book of one chapter in Proverbs a day, and that's 31 days. We're in the month uh, that has 31 days in it on the calendar. If you read just one and one verse stands out to you, dwell on that, meditate on that, think on that, allow it to permeate the mind so that it replaces the anxiousness, the negativity, and the discouragement. A couple of things happen when you do this, when you realize you're not alone, when you pray, when you get in God's word, things start to happen. Your kids are seeing this and you're modeling to them 
how to handle all the stress, how to handle all the upheaval and disruption and crisis and turmoil and frankly, just all the bad things. When you do that, your kids, they're not sitting there thinking, oh, watch my mom and dad and watch my grandma and grandpa and let me see how they handle this and I'm going to learn from that. No, they're not mature enough in their thinking to think that way. But that is what's happening. They're listening. They're taking cues from you. And if you want your children to learn how to be resilient, to learn how to navigate and not become negative Nellies, not get discouraged by all the cares of the world, you want to model that to them. So even if you don't feel like you've got the strength or energy or the know-how to handle what's going on around them, think about what you're doing for your kids. And that provides a huge motivation, doesn't it? Sometimes when we do things knowing our kids are watching, it causes us to buck up a little bit, to take on and face whatever challenges with hope and optimism and encouragement and not defeat and overwhelm and sadness. So the stress in your home does impact your kids and your parenting. Talk to your children frequently, not about the highlights and the news of the day. I think we said this before, you gotta be careful of the news. Their whole job in industry is to put highlights and taglines that are eye-catching and sometimes or often they're distorting. Try to protect your kids from that. They feel the stress of that and help them by talking to them, learn how to handle that stress. Let them tell you how they feel about things. Don't minimize it. Don't marginalize it. Don't say, oh, that's silly. Oh, well, that's never going to happen. They're children and they don't know that. And That's not always reassuring to some personalities. That's all they need is for you to say, oh, everything's going to be fine. But that's not all children. And it's certainly not in all ages and stages of life. So to help your kids manage the stress, and you're going to do what I said, you're going to be mindful yourself of what you're communicating, the cues that you are giving your kids, how you're modeling it. And you want to then share with them Yes, bad things happen. Things have always happened that are horrific. Look back through history. There's always some evil person, dictator, leader. There's always been corruption. There's always been people that do wrong to good people. That's not new. And helping your children learn that that is part of the human condition. It's part of our sin nature. It's part of life, but we don't have to live there. We can look for the beauty around us. We can intentionally think about the things that we are thankful for and grateful for and not allow our mind, even though like here in where I am in Florida, you know, there's such decimation and and so much heartbreak, but we can still focus on what is replaceable, what didn't get destroyed, what lives were spared, and how we then can show our kids how to come alongside other people when they're in duress and stress, wherever that is. And maybe it's a simple serving project. 
You know, something happens when we're facing such stress and turmoil. When we turn outward and we move away from the inward focus and we start serving others, we look for ways. Some of you can, you know, make crafts or make meals or just sit with somebody or text somebody or call somebody or let them know you're praying for them or send them a note. Or maybe you can give money. I just want to make a plug now. If you are listening to this and you've seen the devastation from Hurricane Ian, and whether it's in Florida or whether it's in the Carolinas, where there was also a lot of destruction, not quite as much, but there was still, I want to encourage you to reach out to Samaritan Ministries and the money that is given to them is used on the ground. And it's a good organization. It's well run. It is an organization that I really recommend and encourage. Some of you might want to do that. Just like you do the Christmas, the Christmas Operation Christmas Child, where you send a little care package to somebody. Maybe that will be what you could do is send a little care package. Include your children. Show them how to think outside of themselves and to focus on how they can alleviate the pain and suffering of another person. It changes the perspective, doesn't it? Does it for you? I know when I start to feel down or discouraged and I start looking around at other people that have a different set of circumstances and I start focusing on how I can encourage them, how I can encourage some of my kids, my mental attitude, my outlook changes. And I know that to be true in general. So consider that, okay? And in light of our topic, we got some questions about letting our kids fail. You know, being resilient is that ability to bounce back. I've got other podcasts on just being resilient and in in, in general, how to learn to be resilient and ride the storms of life. And that brought me to this question, letting kids fail. I have recently had a lot of people ask me their concern to let their kids fail because the consequences are extremely great to the point where if I let my children even go out or hang out in the neighborhood or go to a friend's house, I mean, it's it's gotten to a very cellular level with the drugs that are you know being overdosed on and the crime the way that it is and the bullying, those are real. So acknowledge that they are real, but how do we let our children fail and what do we let our children fail in? Well, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Letting your children fail at a building project, a Lego project, a school assignment that they failed to study for, letting your children fail at things that aren't of great significance is important to your children to learn that, and maybe I need to study a little harder. Maybe I need to, you know, measure twice, cut once. I don't know if you're familiar with that phrase, but you know, it's a sewing phrase where you measure your fabric twice and then you cut it because you're less likely to make a mistake. I mean, our children learn from making mistakes, but we do have to be careful what mistakes they fail at. What do I mean by that? I have a great illustration. I actually wrote about it in Parenting Beyond the Rules, but it was my daughter was in her senior year of college. She had maintained a 4.0. She was double majoring and she was working on this project. She was, I would say, managing her seconds. She was just that 
disciplined in her life. She was doing sports. She was doing serving. She was in ministry. She was doing a lot. Plus, she was getting ready to graduate. And she had cut her time a little too short and wasn't able to study for an exam the way she needed. And she didn't do what she had wanted to do on this particular exam. And she didn't get the grade she wanted. And it was really impacting her final grades of like all of her years in college. Everything in me wanted to step in and do what I could do to write that because she was so disciplined and diligent and it was just not fair, but I didn't and gave her points. I gave her suggestions on what she could do, reaching out to professors. And I, I had said, you know, these are the options that you have, but in the end, it came down to a lesson learned that you do only have so much time in a day. You can't splice your time so thin that you can't do excellent in something. And it was a huge object lesson. And I could give you many, many more. But there are other times where my kids were involved in things and you're probably wondering, well, how did that end? And how does that deal with letting your kids fail? Well, one thing that was for sure, she became an even better manager of her time and more careful that she didn't pack in more than she was capable of doing with a level of excellence that she desired to live in her life. On the other hand, there were other situations when they played sports and there's a bad call or a coach that isn't really the best coach or maybe a coach that rails on your kid or a teacher. Well, there are some things you have to look at and you think a grade is one thing, but the emotional well-being, being berated, being bullied, being marginalized, being punished, wrongfully punished, that's something quite different. When this letter came in about how do we know what we can allow our kids to fail at, you have to think about these things. Is there a long-term ramification? Is the life lesson that they will learn going to physically do harm to them? Is the life lesson they're going to learn propel them forward, make them wiser, make them more aware, make them better, or does it have the opportunity to do the opposite? And obviously, we want to protect our children, and we do now more than ever. We have to protect our kids. We see that there is such a breakdown right now in the family and what's happening in the family and the parental responsibility and the respect the straight up respect that many in our society in America and around the world have a disdain for the role of the parent. I don't believe that to be the majority. I believe that there are many that want you to believe that, but I don't think it's true. I just think that parents are quiet. They're more quiet about what they say and how they vocalize it. And then there's a good percentage that are louder saying, no, we're going to push back. We're going to stand up. But as it relates to our topic on being resilient and questions that I'm asked on a regular basis and what we see happening, we need to be mindful that stress does impact all manner of life. And that includes your parenting. And that we have to let our kids fail, but we have to be careful what those things that they fail are at. Again, hanging with the wrong group of friends 
sometimes those lessons, we don't get a do-over. Teaching your children now to be resilient, teaching your children to learn from the life lessons of failure, of making poor decisions, requires a great deal of discernment on your part. How is that child going to process what's happening? How is your child going to react and respond to the failure itself? And you have to be ready to talk them through the failure, not with statements that are not going to help them better understand, that are passive, that are just kind of putting them off, but true statements of, you know, how would you handle this next time? What do you feel you've learned from this situation? What is your part in the failure of this particular situation? Help your children come along and see what their role is, how they can make better decisions, how they have a part of all of this, that it's not about you dictating and mandating. It's not about a control. It's about them learning so that the next time the situation comes along, they don't fail at it. But we also want them when they do fail, we want them to fail forward. We don't want it to be such a devastating failure that they don't know how to process it. That's where you come along. So in our episode today, as we've kind of looked at just what's going on in our culture and questions that I am frequently asked, I thought those would be super helpful for today's episode when we just talk about the stress and how it's impacting you and in your parenting and what you can do and how you need to just saturate your mind with the word of God, how you need to be praying, how you need to be pointing your children back to the truths of God's word so that they have an anchor to hold on to. And that failure is a part of life. And when we guard and protect our children from all manner of failure, then they really don't learn to develop the resiliency and the determination and the persistence that they need to be able to manage and navigate adult life. And that's really what we're going for. So I'm so grateful that you've tuned into Equipped to Be. And this was a different episode. I hope that it has added value and benefit and spurred you to think about these two topics and these questions. And maybe they're questions that you've often considered and wondered. But again, if you have questions from a previous podcast, make sure you send those to us. We want to know. And as always, you can go over to ConnieAlbers.com where we have the show notes over there and links to other podcasts. We want you to stay connected to us. Make sure you subscribe or you hit follow or like the podcast to whatever podcast player. We are on Amazon Music. You can find us there for the podcast. You can find us wherever podcasts are played. We are so grateful. Equipped to Be is doing amazing And it's because of you. We're here for you. We never want to be a waste of your time. We want to talk about matters that you're talking about, matters that you're thinking about, things that are concerning to you and your family. And as it relates to motherhood and marriage and faith and family and homeschooling and education, without the strength of those, without the strength of our families, it makes doing life much, much more difficult. And it also lends itself to a more difficult time. So Thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends to join. Share this with your friends on your social media platforms and tell them about this episode and about other episodes. We're so grateful to have you and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. 
And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.